and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I am a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about taking on a personal challenge and the things you can do to make it easier. Hey Janine. Hey Shannon, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing just dandy. I am... I'm excited to talk about what we're going to talk about because you have such exciting news to share. I do. It is very exciting. I bought a plane ticket to Portugal. Woohoo! Yeah. You pulled the trigger on this trip that you've been talking about for so long. I know. I've been talking about it, it seems like, for forever. Um, and I can't believe that like now I'm so close given the number of years I've been thinking about this. <laughs> right, and now it's just a few months away. Yeah, I'm gonna go um, for the month of May, for most of the month of May. That's great, and this isn't just some trip where you're gonna sit on a uh, lounge chair and drink cocktails, I don't think. N- no, I, <laughs> I probably will drink some wine in the evening. <laughs> But I am going to be walking quite a distance. Um, I'm not sure of my exact, the exact route I'm going to take, but I'm going to be walking um, the Camino de Santiago, which is the way of St. James. Um, It's a pilgrimage walk, and there are many ways to get to Santiago, which is a town in Spain. And the way I'm going is through Portugal. So I will be starting in Porto, Portugal, and uh, then I will be heading north. And I will probably end up being somewhere around 175 to 200 miles by the time I get to Santiago. That you're going to walk? That you're going to walk, right? That I'm going to walk, yes. Right. And you're walking (laughs) by yourself, is that right? Yes, I will be walking by myself. So you've been talking about this for a while and and yeah. I can't actually believe this but I'm pretty sure I never asked you this why <laughs> <laughs> why am I, mean, I why doing that particular, it yeah why that particular place and what's special about the um, the pilgrimage or what makes it a pilgrimage so it's a it's a pilgrimage walk I mean it it dates back hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, This particular route through Portugal was taken by Queen Isabel in uh, whenever she was around. Was that the 13th century? Queen Isabel of Spain, the one that sent Columbus to the New World? Yeah. Oh. Um, So this is the route that she took um, in whenever that was, 14, 15th century? Yeah, Fourteen, yeah, because it was fourteen hundred ninety-two. Columbus sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but so there, there are these pilgrimage walks that are 
all, that start in various places all over that go to Santiago and that and then there are um, pilgrimage walks all over the place that go to other destinations um, and they originally were you know it's sort of like um, making the trip to Mecca like the idea is that you know you go as a pilgrim to as a you know part of your faith or something but it's really gone much beyond that and um, uh, and it's interesting because while I was raised Catholic I am no longer a practicing Catholic and I'm definitely not doing it for religious reasons um, since I do not consider myself to have any religion um, mm-hmm. but I when I first heard about it there was something that was just appealing to me I liked the idea of the physical challenge I like the idea of the mental and emotional challenge of doing it by myself right that's yeah that's a big deal I think and boy you're yeah. gonna get some good thinking going I am going to get some good thinking. <laughs> and I've been reading a lot on, you know, uh, training for it. And and one of the things that a couple of people have said, and I'm surprised that more people haven't said this, but that, you know, you can train your body, but it's really hard to train your mind to uh, get yourself to walk for whatever you end up walking you know is it six to eight hours a day for however many days it takes you to make your journey Hmm. um yeah so in other words are you saying it's you have to train your mind to be willing to keep walking yes after four hours or whatever a reasonable amount of time would be <laughs> I, I yeah I mean I you know I've walked a few half marathons thirteen point yeah. one miles knowing exactly where the finish line was <laughs> and right that took took me about three and a half no three hours and forty five minutes um, and I was definitely never not in the mood to walk a walk farther or b walk the next day <laughs> so I'm, it's very <laughs> impressive to me Shannon. <laughs> That I would want to walk basically a half marathon every day for 10 to 14 days? Yeah, really more like a full marathon. I mean, if it's six to eight hours. Well, I mean, it's six to eight hours because you stop for lunch and you take pictures Mm. and you, like, I'm planning to sit and draw. And, you know, I'm not trying to do it as fast as I can do it. Right. It's It's a different... It's a different kind yeah. of journey. Yeah, but that but, distance every day for all those days, yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm planning to do 10 to 15 miles a day. I see. Amazing. Yeah. So um, I know you run. Uh, do you walk a lot? I have started walking more. And before I started running, because I only started running um, – Gosh, I started running in 2010, maybe That's 2011. What I was guess, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were running marathons think, in, by 2012, I think. So. Well, uh, so I started running in 2010, and my first race was in, like, I think April or May of 2011, and then I ran the Portland Marathon that October. So that was my first marathon was 2011. You don't mess around. 
<laughs> well, that's why I wanted to start running is because I was doing a lot of hiking and and mountain climbing and so I was doing quite a bit of walking at that point up and down mountains Mountains. (laughs) and I kept seeing all these people with marathon shirts on and I always had considered myself a non-runner well since I was about 13 years old I had considered myself a non-runner and um, but then I sort of got this idea in my head like I wonder if I could do like if these people could run a marathon I wonder if I could run a marathon and that's how I got started well I thought you were going to say you wanted a marathon shirt you saw these people with marathon shirts and you wanted one because you like (laughs) to I would have just bought one (laughs) yeah I was going to tell you yeah you could have saved a lot of time and money by buying one Right. No. Uh-uh. But, yeah. Yeah. So my first race was a half marathon. Wow. So you don't shy away from a challenge. Clearly, no, a I enjoy challenge. a challenge. Mm-hmm. I enjoy a challenge and I enjoy sort of always working towards some kind of challenge. And, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast more than once that that I've felt a little rudderless um, since I haven't been able to um, run the way I used to, mm-hmm. you know, so I haven't really been able to run much since um, 2014. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I did manage to do one 5K, um, but then, you know, other things happened and I injured my ankle and now I've come back from that. So, I um, I really it it makes me happy to be working towards a challenge. Oh, that's I really excellent. like it. And yeah. and as you just said, it's not just a physical challenge; it's also a mental challenge. Right. And a lot of preparation. I mean, not not just training, but I'm already thinking about what are you going to take with you, and how will you pack for that, and all those things. Yeah, well, and that's one of the things that I don't know yet. I'm hoping, I mean, the the goal is to be able to carry what I take myself, to just, you know, to take a backpack and, um, and everything I need fits in my backpack and it's of a manageable weight. And that's good. If I'm, um, because... You know, one of the injuries I have from that car accident is uh, um, I have a neck and back injury. And so it's quite possible that I won't be able to carry my own pack. You know, I'll just be able to carry a small day pack for that number of hours um, mm-hmm. and miles each day. And then, and there are porter services that I can have take a bag ah, ahead for me. I was me. thinking, if you're wondering if you had a Sherpa or something. Okay. Yeah, I was going to have a hire a Sherpa. They're, they're <laughs> right. not allowed to talk to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you can hire a service to get your heavier pack from one place to another if necessary. Right. Wow. Right. Okay. That's very cool. And yeah. how are you going to physically train for this? Because is your ankle 100%? After your surgery? My ankle is pretty close to 100%. It's it's interesting that I really um, lost a lot of muscle mass from being not weight-bearing in my whole leg. My whole right leg was 
um, I mean, shriveled. <laughs> it was like sort of crazy like well, how much muscle I lost. You have such slender legs and ankles anyway, um, compared to say me. And so it's hard <laughs> to imagine that you're, uh, how, <laughs> what a shriveled version of your leg and ankle would look yeah. like. Well, my shin looked like a bone with skin over it. Ew. It was really disturbing looking. Has it gotten um, back in shape? It has gone back in shape. I, it's still, my right leg is still smaller than my left leg. And it, that may always be the case. You know, once you get to a certain age, you don't build muscle the same way you used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not something that inhibits me. Um, there, but there, But all of the little muscles and tendons and ligaments and everything in my foot and ankle got weakened from not being used for um, two and a half months. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a big part. It's not just the ankle where the er, er, uh, injury happened. It's like the whole rest of my foot right. and ankle. Um, but yeah, so it's it's pretty well rehabbed. I mean, I did, I did a couch to 5K program and ran um, 5K, which is 3.1 miles without stopping, which is a real thrill. I did that just a week or two ago. I hit that goal. Yeah. And so now I'm moving more into, um, for the next month, I'm moving more into um, uh, endurance training, which is more heart rate motivated. I don't have to get into all the details of it. It's like a whole thing. But Uh um, so I'm doing a combination walking and running, trying to keep my heart rate at a certain level for a certain period of time. Uh And then as I'm upping the um, amount of time that I'm doing things. And then starting in January, then I'll um, start increasing my time and mileage to uh, get up to where I want to be before I leave in May. Wow, I remember when I was training for the half marathon, um, how time consuming it was to just to walk those distances, um, just as in as in training, like I didn't have a spare three hours today to walk. Um, yeah, I mean, I, but <laughs> so I mean, this is going to be potentially be a time-consuming endeavor before you go. It it definitely will be, um, but I'm also hoping to make it, you know, sort of a fun thing. Like for I'm I'm planning on doing one long walk or hike a week and you know being able to do that with my husband would be a nice we would both enjoy spending our you know a saturday or sunday morning doing that Mm -hmm. so um um and then you know doing the other other training but i also am paying attention to not doing too much training not overtraining because I am in my 50s and I did have an ankle injury and you know my back is not 100% and so I don't want to like wear myself out before I get there. Right, that's smart. And is it is this like something you have to make up or are there programs already out there for things like this? Well, there are well, there are a lot of people who train on the Camino. 
<laughs> that are doing a longer a longer one like they're walking four or five hundred miles and so they're going to be walking for four or five weeks and um, they just show up and go for it they generally tend to be younger than me um, mm-hmm. or older and go uh, much shorter distances each day mm-hmm. um, so there are some people who have um, posted their training program, you know, sort of how they trained, and I've and I've sort of put all of those together into a table, and I'm looking at sort of what each one recommends, and then I'm going to come up with my own training plan um, later this week. Cool. I can tell how excited you are to have a, a project like this. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, because it's really cool to have a very specific challenge with a lot of facets to it to get to plan yeah. and execute. What does Mike think about all this, your husband? Um, I think he thinks it's really awesome and a little bit weird. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I think that's what most people think. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, he's totally supportive. He's super excited for me and sort of doesn't get why I want to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, he also didn't get why. Um, Well, it's different, but he didn't get why you'd want to write a novel in a month either. No, he didn't get that. And he didn't get, I mean, like he thought that me running the Boston Marathon was really cool, but he sort of didn't get why I would want to run other marathons. Like, why would you do that as a hobby? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm with him there, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, But that's very, that's really, really, uh, it's great that he is so supportive and he doesn't have to understand it to be supportive. That's fantastic. No. And he's going to be so supportive that he is going to fly to Spain and meet me in Santiago. Oh, that's going to be so great to have that to look forward to. Yeah. Isn't that great? We didn't think he was going to be able to go. Uh Uh-huh. Because of work. He has a big project at work at that time. And then he talked to his boss and the people that are organizing the schedule and they said we'll make it work go oh that's excellent oh my yeah. god so he, you're going to be through with your big walk when he gets that's because santiago is your destination right for the right walk. and so then right. you guys are just going to um not, not just but you're going to have some vacation time yes and ha- that's so great it's yeah fantastic Yep. So on, on all we have planned so far is he flies into Santiago and um, then we leave out of Lisbon, Portugal, um, the, I think nine days later, 10 days nice. later. Yeah. And, and when you're doing your walk, w- will you know where you're going to spend the night or do you figure that out as you go along? Well, my inclination is to do it as I go, but I'm going to do some research on that mm-hmm. um, just because I'm not planning to stay. They have um, 
basically like hostels that are for the people who are the the pilgrims who are on the Camino. Um, and like, but I, I have no interest in staying in a room with a bunch of other people and sharing a bathroom and stuff. You're I'm, in your fifties. I'm in my fifties. Not, not your twenties or. Yeah. 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 I, I want, um, a reasonably I don't want strangers snoring next to me and I want my own well, bathroom and don't forget you talk in your sleep so I do talk in my sleep <laughs> and sleep with my eyes open so yeah you, you are a freaky roommate <laughs> I know this from personal experience so I think this is good that you're not planning to share a room with so really I'm, a, I'm getting my own room to protect everyone else <laughs> It's a necessity yeah. to save other people the grief of me talking in my sleep with my eyes open. <laughs> right. It's so weird. Um, so it's so funny when you said your inclination is to just figure it out as you go along. My eyes shot wide open because that would be, I mean, so the opposite of my um, approach, which would be knowing where I was going to spend the night to get me walking there you know just knowing exactly oh, what uh -huh. the goal was I would be like fraught with concern over the uncertainty of not knowing where I was sleeping well that's but. funny because I m what motivates me is the flexibility yeah like I right. would love to if I get to a town that I really like and I want to maybe spend you know a couple hours in the afternoon and then stay there I don't want this is the problem with having my luggage sent ahead as I have to pick where I'm going to stay the next night right yeah. Um, so that's part of it, you know, that that will help sort that issue. If I am able to have a bag that's small enough that I can carry in and I'm up to that physically, then I'm more likely to be to want to be flexible and and not make accommodations ahead of time. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So um, are you doing in all these preparations anything that's like transferable to those of us who have less lofty personal challenges <laughs> <laughs> well i think the way you go about doing this is the same no matter what kind of personal challenge you want to take on and the and the first thing is we we sort of alluded to it what when i was talking about how i started running is like i when I have an idea that I can't seem to let go of and I keep thinking like, oh, I wonder if I could do this. That's a really big hint to me to pay attention to what, what am I wondering, wondering about and mm -hmm. you know, what, what does that really mean? So that's the hint that this is something that might be worth exploring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I start there and then um, usually what I do is do a little research to see, you know, what exactly that means. Or, you know, in the case of like running a marathon, um, I didn't commit to running a marathon right away. I committed to trying running with the idea that, you know, I wonder if I could run a marathon. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, but I didn't say I'm going to run a marathon. It was like, I'm just, I, sort of start my commitments at a small level because what works best for me with a challenge is for it to feel challenging enough that 
I don't know 100% that I could do it, but it still feels doable. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems possible, but I don't know if I actually can do it. Right. Because if it's a gimme, then it's not enough of a challenge to motivate you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So is that how this one feels? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would think this so. feels like it's doable, but it's also a little scary because it's much bigger thing than I've in some ways than I've ever done and um, but definitely that I've done in a while right because we mustn't forget that you used to climb mountains for fun yes and I'll never forget the time you emailed me on a Saturday morning and said in your email something like I'm I'm climbing by myself today so if I don't email or if I don't call you or email you by X time I don't even remember what I was supposed to do. Call the authorities, apparently. I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, don't put this on me, first of all. But secondly, what? And um, I don't remember if I said I would do that. I guess I did, and you were, you were fine. <laughs> but yeah. it's just, yeah, you don't shy away from challenges. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember that. That was New Year's Day. Ah. Yeah, yeah. and like... Maybe 2013, New Year's Day 2013? It was one of the um, less enjoyable emails I've ever received from you. Well, I, I apologize. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now, so that does lead me to think about safety on, on your journey in Portugal. What is there? Are there built-in? I mean, what happens if you sprain your ankle or something? Um, that's stuff I'm going to have to research. So I think I'll probably get... I think the easiest thing to do is to get a local SIM card when I get there to put in my phone Mm -hmm. so that my phone will work. Um, And then, you know, that's one of the things to work with a a, um, tour organizer, even if I don't plan all of my stops in between, but to, you know, get someone to maybe get my first night and my last night or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and because then you do have a resource if you have a problem, you have a local resource if there's a problem. Right. Um, I also have a friend who lives in Portugal. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's sort of like I'm going to Oregon and I have a friend that lives in Oregon. <laughs> you know, it could yeah. be anywhere, <laughs> right. but <laughs> it's, it's not like I'll always be like a 15 minute drive away from the but <laughs> you know um, what I uh, took an Uber to the airport recently I don't a, a few mm-hmm. trips ago it was my trip to New York actually and the Uber driver was very gregarious and we had a very enjoyable drive and she told me that she's a tour leader of what was it mountain climbers some hikers some outdoorsy things she works for a half half the time she works for a company that does these international tours all right i'm getting some oh. so she's told she gave me a piece of advice she said if you're ever traveling outside of the country register with the depart the department of state the u.s department of state let them know where you're going to be and oh then interesting if something happens you, you're like a step ahead of the game and right. she said she gave an example a real life example of a she I, she was in oh man my memory she was in africa and her 
um, little, it was with a tour group, locals, guides, and they were, their camp was attacked by a lo like local rebels, and they were all kidnapped and put in a closet, and locked in a closet, and their cars oh were all God. or burned or something. And they got out the next day when somebody came and let them out, and she got a call almost immediately from the embassy saying, we heard what happened, and <laughs> we're sending a car for you. And they're like, got her. Wow. Out. Yeah. So that was enough to convince me. So yeah. anyway, there's a form you can fill out online with the department. Oh, that's State. great to know. Yeah. I'll definitely do that. And the other thing is I have a um, credit card that's a travel-oriented credit card that has a concierge service that nice. we've used before that is spectacular I mean the service is amazing so um, I feel entirely confident that you know if it's a travel related thing not if it's mm -hmm. like you know a safety issue or a health issue although they probably would help with that too um, I but I feel entirely find you a confident that I could call them up and say this is the situation and they could help me sort it out you know find right. a room find transportation whatever I needed to do oh good that's excellent oh my yeah. gosh so exciting yeah but so but the sort of the quick thing is to you know to think about if if there's a personal challenge that you're thinking about um, is you know to sort of notice these ideas that pop up um, over and over again um, and then commit to it like decide that you're going to do it and like I said you don't have to decide to do the end thing like when I started running I just decided that I was going to try running and I decided what that meant to me and then I sort of decided the next thing well oh I'm gonna try trail running instead of hiking I'm gonna try this race that was coming up oh I did this I ran a half marathon I'm gonna try the marathon um, but so you don't have to, you know, go from zero to 60 right off the bat. You can you can commit to some interim goal and then, you know, sort of ratchet it up as you go if it's still something you want to pursue because you may find that you hate doing this thing. And, and you know, for a personal challenge, it could be anything. It could be um learning calligraphy it could be it's anything i think of that f is something that you can't do now that you're curious about if you could do it mm -hmm. um and so you commit to it and then you just take action and you figure out how to take action towards it every day nice and do you feel like you'll be training every day for the next five months in some way you're preparing I guess is the right word yeah in some way I'll be preparing every day yeah yeah um and there there's sort of two things that I'm preparing there's you know me physically but also this I don't know if you remember this is one of the reasons why I took the cartooning course is because I wanted to sketch on this trip Oh, and now this trip is actually happening <laughs> and you're a great sketcher that's amazing that's fantastic. Yeah. Will you be doing social media from the road, do you suppose, from the trail? Uh, I hope so, but it entirely depends on Wi-Fi availability. Right. right. 
Um, wow, that's just, that's really something. So I feel like I should, um, we should tell people that we don't intend for your journey to get in the way of regular podcasts. So we're going to plan accordingly. No. So people don't yes, have to we, fret. <laughs> <laughs> no, no fretting over me being gone for a month. We, there will be, still be fresh content coming your way on a weekly basis. Yes. But it would be really yeah. cool if we could podcast uh, while you're in Portugal. So yeah. Who knows? That would Maybe we can. that'd be pretty amazing. So if we can make that work, we will definitely do that. But no promises because we won't know until I get there. Right. Um, yeah. But I have a couple of blog posts that I've written in the past about taking on a personal challenge and um so we'll, we can share those in the show notes that go a little bit more into detail on the the steps that are useful Great. when you take something like this on that's excellent well it's it's so fun that you had this fun news to share today when did you make your uh, your um plane reservations uh on saturday oh, excellent yeah yeah, so it's really fresh and new. Like you're like only you and um all of our listeners are only like the third you're like the third person I've told. Wow. Well, I'm honored as are I'm sure all these listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sort of funny. It's like it's been it, it's been this idea for so long. Now it it's like, oh, it's really happening. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, it's really neat. Um, yeah. Well, we'll talk more about it, I'm sure, uh, as the months go by. But my mind is going to be coming up with loads of questions for you, I suspect. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I will be happy to answer them all. Excellent. <laughs> all right. And, and we would like to hear from you. Do you have questions about taking on a personal challenge? Do you have questions about the Camino? Um, we'd be happy to answer them. You can give us a call at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. And leave us a voicemail. You can uh, connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Getting to Good Enough and on Twitter at GTG Enough. And of course, you can always reach us through our website, gettingtogoodenough.com, and our email, hello at gettingtogoodenough.com. So for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. just got all excited when I thought about saying this is Shannon Wilkinson from Portugal. <laughs> I hope you can do that. <laughs> Me too.